Hello and welcome to uh, The Two Tones. It's episode four. I'm joined as always by Carlton historian, uh, Tony DeBolfo. Greetings, Tony. Episode four, that would be episode O'Brien, if memory serves, I I think. But, you know, the great man... Uh, S. Kernahan does come to mind when we, we talk all things four, doesn't doesn't he? What about the name Luke Livingston? Come on. <sighs> Luke Aaron boy, Hamill? A, a father recently, I believe, Luke Livingston. Oh, really? Lovely, oh, well you done. know, the boy from Kerrang, all power to you, Luke. A yeah. great man and often seen in the Carlton rooms. Um, so he still comes back and still loves the place. Uh, all power to you, Luke, and uh, good luck with fatherhood. Indeed, yeah, it's a it's a hell of a journey. It is. Um, you know uh, about that, of course, yourself, Tone. Both the official and unofficial fatherhoods that you've been through. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's not dwell on that. Yes. Now, Tone. Uh, wow, wow. What do you say, Tony? What, was what, it disappointing? It was. Well, what was disappointing was having. Well, look, the promise that was shown in round one, obviously, and um, you know the fluid play, the the effort, the rate of effort, the commitment, and then uh, I'm sure you would agree, and anyone listening who was actually at the game, um, I'm pretty sure I, I knew from the first minute. Well, that's a fair call, Tony, and it, 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 you know you can you can uh, tell, can't you, early in games uh, quite often whether the team is on or not, um, and I think what really um, was annoying was that. Uh, if you if you looked at the Gold Coast North game in Cairns yeah. the previous week where they played in the lake, and yeah. you would have thought that um, the toll they took on both teams may have been telling the following week, and yet North Melbourne came out and absolutely pantsed St Kilda. Yeah, and of course the same thing happened with um, the Suns uh, uh, away to. Um, uh, our boys at, at, at Eddie had. So it was bitterly disappointing. But as you say, the, you know, the die was cast pretty early yeah. in the beast. I, I do want to say, uh, that I should say this more often than I do, congratulations to Gold Coast. They were really on. They, they were, were on. They were on from the word go. They were a really well-drilled unit. They were. They were hard at it. They gave Lynch plenty of ball. Yeah. And as we know, he is just lethal. Well, he is. He, he, he did not miss. And uh, I think you've articulated pretty well, Tony. The, the, the Suns were definitely on song. And um, the Carlton players were the hunted, uh, yeah. the great hunted, and and uh, they, were un- they were put under enormous pressure from the first bounce, and really had difficulty dealing with it. Um, uh, I mean, I don't think we actually broke through until um, Cripps um, scored, you know, the second half of the first quarter. Yeah. But it was one way traffic for a long period of time, and. And Tony, the uh, what was frustrating mostly were the turnovers by hand oh, and f- foot that really, really, boy. really cost us. And I would say, Tony, I, I I put down probably five of Lynch's goals yeah. to turnovers created by yes. our uh, misuse of the footy. Now, now so, this, this wasn't uh, this wasn't a sin committed just by the younger players or players who have played oh, no. on fifty games. No, uh, the the, the on-field some... leadership as far as unforced errors went. Um, you know the the plaudits belong, and you know I'm not I'm not whacking these guys for the sake of it. I'm just saying, um, you know, Simo and Murph were, were up there. Well, they were, they were, and and, and it always <coughs> amazes me. You know, um, when you've got fellows that you know are at the elite level are playing the game that. You know, can't hit a target perhaps 15, 20 metres away uh, just with a deft little uh, uh, pass by foot or, yeah. or a, a, a give by hand. 
Um, but that's, I suppose, a pressure that's created. Um, you know, if, if if a team is really really on song, as you said, Gold Coast was. So um, all power to the, the Suns. They're, they're yeah, they're they've got a good group that seem to be very well drilled, and and I'm sure you know Carlton will take much away from it. And um, as we know, Tony, the beauty of this game is that we have um, uh, the next game to atone and. Um, Oh, let's hope we do a tone with interest oh, this week. We just we just have to. Um, we will preview that game in a, in a minute time. But um, one thing it, it did uh, highlight for me was the importance of uh, structures. And if you take Levi Casbolt out of that structure and put him into the ruck, now we know he's not a natural ruckman. We know that he just happens to be tall, and uh, that that definitely messed with things. And it, it, again, you don't want to be the club that kind of falls over because you're relying on one crucial player and when that player's not playing, uh, everything goes out the window. It's so very true, Tony. And I think what this has um, uh, uh, brought focus to is the importance in this day and age of the Ruckman. Now, the Ruckman have been much maligned, but if you saw the game um, on Monday, the Geelong-Hawthorne game, where McAvoy absolutely dominated proceedings in the event that Geelong were without or bereft of a recognised number one uh, Ruckman in opposition. Yeah. Now, Carlton felt the pinch in the second half of the Richmond match when you know Cruz was battling that groin complaint, yeah. and unfortunately his withdrawal prior to the Gold Coast game meant, as you said, uh, that Levi was forced to take um, uh, following duties. I mean that then in turn put pressure on Jakob Vietering that yeah. was you know that he's trying to regain confidence and and would find it particularly difficult to do so given he's been. Chopped and changed. Yes, pillar to post. Pillar to post. We didn't have Phillips and uh, Lobb available either. Um, now, why so, is that? Because neither are fit? Oh, that's right. Both are getting back from injury. Um, I think may, both may have played in the, um, uh, in the reserve in the reserve grade game. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't swear to that. I think one of them did. Um, so, unfortunately, at the time, they just weren't available for selection. And um, I, I think with this group that we've got, if any one player is, for whatever reason, unavailable, then um, our depth is sorely being tested and yeah. uh, we need them all up and running, Tone, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, look, let's look at the highlights, such as they were, in the uh, six goal or so uh, loss to the Gold Coast. Yes. Uh, Gold Coast, by the way, led at every change. Yes. There was uh, the, the long-promised... Uh, uh, resurgence or comeback that just never eventuated... Sadly, um, which of the younger brigade? Because you know, Paulson, for example, it was uh, the first game I think I've seen him play. Yes, and uh, and came in at late notice, you know. Yeah. And it was an interesting selection uh, call, wasn't it? It wasn't yeah. like for like. Cruiser came uh, out of the team for Paulson, who's a small man. Yeah, um, I feel a bit for Cam Paulson because um, he had to battle a shoulder injury to. Uh, last year uh, and had a pretty solid pre-season um, and then would have been given the call up at reasonably short notice. So uh, somewhat of a baptism of fire for him. Yeah. Um, but good on him, you know, a, another young player that will undoubtedly learn from the experience. Um, you know, you talk about other players, perhaps, well, well, Charlie was probably the, the man that probably looked like it for us up yes. forward for yeah. most of the afternoon. Um, he's a, you know, that's just raw talent with Charlie and yeah. a kid that's still finding his feet but certainly looks uh, the goods. 
Um, and I'll probably um, dip some a little, little bit to um, Cam O'Shea, who's not yeah. not a young fellow by any stretch, but in his first game for the club, I thought you know was pretty pretty solid in his um, in his performance for the for the team. So. Um, yeah, we, we didn't have too many good players, I think it's fair to say, at the weekend. But um, as I say, the education, I, I guess, that is taken from that will will hopefully um, augur well for the players that were part of that disappointing result. Because yeah. I, I think really, Tone, with the exception of a flurry in the third quarter, I didn't think we were really in it. And, no. and it was a, re- remarkable that we got to within two and a bit kicks. I it think was it was 13 nine, points. It was nine points and then Plowman yeah. missed a set shot that yeah. he really should have got. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's not Robinson Caruso there. Well, he's not. On that day. And, and, and if you look at it in that context, we were probably flattered a little bit, I thought, on the scoreboard. Um, what was it? 26 shots to... Well, we beat them for inside fifties. Yeah, well, that's well, that's where it's incredible, isn't it? But um, we just couldn't find a way. And but I just think, you know, Gold Coast to their credit really uh, um, unbalanced the team from the first bounce, and yeah. we were playing catch up for and, a long, long time. And you know, they had answers at both ends of the ground. Well, they um, did. Uh, and I don't know. Did we not go a tall backline? Was that? It, it, we seem to have trouble outmarking them every, every time they went forward. Yes. Yeah. Well. Well. That's true too. Who do we have down there? Well. We. You know. I mean. Well, uh, Marchbank. Marchbank and, and Liam Jones. I mean, Liam yeah. Jones, Jones had his work cut out on on Lynch. There was. And I mean, I think. I think the issue was up the ground though. I, 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 yeah. pr- the ball seemed to come out too too quickly and too easily. And I th- as good a player as Lynch is. I think on the rebound, um, you know, had those opportunities been afforded most players, I think they would have cashed in. Yeah. Um, the ball came back pretty quickly. We just weren't able to counter that um, that quick kick into an open forward line for Gold Coast. So, um, you know, that, that means that perhaps the pressure up the field needs to lift and the intensity needs to lift enormously. And um, hopefully that will jolt... Um, Mark Murphy and his men into um, into action Friday night. Um, can't come quick enough either, Tony. All right. Um, well, we're going to preview that, as I said, in a minute. But, Tone, you have, uh, unless there's there's any other observations you want to make, but uh, you, you're going to give us... Uh, <laughs> you've got the difficult job of finding uh, the 3-2-1 uh, votes for... Uh, the game against Saturday's game against Gold Coast. Yes, I'm pretty sure the name uh, one name beginning with Z might feature there. Well, yes, I thought uh, you're referring to Zach, yep. of course, uh, good little player, uh, yeah. and it's great to see him playing up the field. Um, they they obviously you know rate him as a you know as a future bona fide midfielder. Yeah, although he has got the capacity to go forward, he has that glorious left foot kick. Yeah. You know, the Johnston esque. Left on the run. Oh, it's magnificent yes, to see. But um, yes, Tone, um, I did um, sneak um, Zach into the votes. I actually gave uh, him two votes. I gave one vote to Cam O'Shea. I thought oh, okay, first up yeah. performance, pretty solid yeah. performance and all power to him. Yeah. Uh, had the opportunity to speak to him after the game and um, uh, a pretty dedicated athlete, um, no frills player that, um, you know, uh, Really, um, I, I like the cut of his jib. I think yeah, he, I think he okay. was pretty solid. Uh, I gave three votes to Caleb Marchbank. I ah, actually thought yeah. Caleb was pretty good. I love yeah. the way that he uh, has his capacity to intercept. I, lo- I like the way yeah. he can get across and um, uh, and really thwart an opposition attacking uh, thrust. And um, I thought 
it, while I say it was hard to pin votes on too many players, I thought those were probably the players that best stood out for Carlton at the weekend. Um, my only other comment, Tony, relates to the roof. I mean, there's been plenty of discussion, debate about it, but... Um, you know, when you've got when you've got light and shade, I mean, it doesn't it make sense. Everyone has to adjust their eyes. Yeah. I can't imagine what it, like I mean, the viewing public aside, what it must mean for the players. Oh. You know that you saw that giant leap of um, oh, of Gala. Gala, that was magnificent. Now, but... now he was he was looking right into the sun there. Yeah. Now, you know, has the sun cost him a car? Um, you know, that you, you, you know, you'd argue the argue the toss there, and, 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 because it was such a great leap. You know, he did all the hard yards and yeah. just. Uh, Vertical, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you do you do question that, um, and then you're hearing criticism from all quarters. You know, the coaches were um, lambasting the the call last night. Players aren't you know uh, comfortable with it, and supporters and the you know television viewing public uh, basically don't like having to adjust. You know, when the play switches quickly as it does from light to shade. Yeah. So it's a bit of a no brainer, isn't it? Just shut the roof. Well, you would think just uh, yeah. uh, leave it on for every game or leave it open for every game. But, pretty um, pretty but, simple. Uh, surely the, the vote of everyone listening to the two tones today and, and certainly you and me, Tone, would be to shut the bloody thing and um, uh, let's have more Carlton Marks of the Year. We, we still missed out, you know, another Indigenous player of ours well, missed out on Mark of the Year. Let's well, not get into that. No, we, we, let's not go there. But sanity must prevail with the roof tone or I'm going to end up like Ken Bruce and go completely mad. <laughs> okay, right. Tone, um, well, we, uh, we look forward to a round three clash against perhaps Carlton's oldest, bitterest rival. Yes, Collingwood, it is Friday night. It is a home game for the Blues. That is good news for our bottom line at the very least. Well, of course. We want to see, you know, numbers out in force. Um, you know, as you say, Tone, the arch enemy on the uh, the home of football, the the, the ground that we own uh, uh, come September. Not yeah. recent Septembers, no. but traditionally we do. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, question marks, obviously, over Matt Cruiser and, and Matt Kennedy. Um, will they come up? Well, we, let's hope so. Um or if if particularly Cruz doesn't, you know, where does that place Lob yes. or, or Phillips? Are they in contention? Um, so a lot of lot of questions to to be addressed there. Collingwood also have their issues. Yes. You know, Darcy Moore gone for a, a month, and we saw that sickening oh. that sickening uh, compound fracture of the leg to that young uh. fellow. Uh, at the goalpost at the... Um, Which I didn't think would be possible in this day and age. But with the padding? Yeah. No, no, but I did hear um, the Geelong coach, Scott, saying that even given the padding, and they are, they are really solidly padded, that injury just goes to show the, the velocity at which players are travelling. Yes. An injury like that can yeah. happen with, with so much padding around the goalpost. So... Um, uh, when you look at it that way, you realise the you know the, the how under the pump players are and the physical yeah. demands that are imposed upon them. You know, it's uh, there's nothing easy about running out there and having a leisurely kick like um, I used to tone my halcyon <laughs> days up at Wirralick. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's serious stuff and uh, yeah. a shocking injury. You know, you don't want to see that to, yeah, to no, any player. Wish them all the best. Yes, because uh, uh, that's. I mean that's season ending, isn't it? Well, it is. It is. Like it's, a, it's a horrible. And, and you know um, that uh, that's is a sort of injury that potentially finishes off careers too. Wow. You know, you hope that that because um, it, it was his right foot. Well, well, or that's right. right. Leg, sorry. Well, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So you just hope that you know everything 
works out okay for that young fellow. Um, horrible, horrible incident. We don't want to see that but at it all does time. Mean, uh, Collingwood bring back. They've got a, they've got a number of options. Uh, yes. Elliot is Reed. To come back Reed and, is in the mix, and, uh, uh, and Mason Cox, the American. Yes. Uh, American Pie, and um, uh, and who's who's the kid who got done on drink driving? Oh, oh yeah, I think he's another week. Um, Dugowie, Dugowie, yes. I think well, he's, no, he's been talked about coming back. So if he my mail was the through the VFL, Cup. Tony. What's that? My mail was that he or is that he's coming back through the VFL? Okay. Do you think they might shock? the football world and call him up. Well, but more importantly for us, as far as the two tones are concerned, Tone, um, the selection table is going to be a very interesting place to be this week at uh, Princess Park. Yes. Who do you see going in? Who do you think going out? Because well, there, there has to be some changes to the team list, you'd imagine, in order to, yeah, the, yeah, well, the, the problem, team that's fielded. Yeah, the problem is that, um, that the, the reserve grade team lost by about five goals to Port. Um, so... I don't know that there's too many banging on the door, uh, yeah. literally. And, 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 I mean, the coach has made a point um, uh, for some time now that players uh, will be played only on form. Yeah. So form alone would warrant inclusion of players um, into this senior team. Um, and, of course, as I said, with, with Cruiser and Kennedy, you know, if they're available, well, that's obviously going to impact on on selection, uh, you would think both of those players fit uh, would be returned straight back into the team. So, yeah, there is a few there are a few machinations that I, I suppose are at play here. Um, uh, time, what, time will tell. Uh, what do you do with Weedering? Well, look, I think perhaps the answer to that question came uh, leading into the Gold Coast game where. Um, the selectors acted on Jack Silvani. Yep. Now, Jack had had a bad one, you yep. know, the opening round against Richmond, went back, kicked three in the twos, as yep. every good player should, yep. um, uh, um, did a few things differently, um, worked on areas of his game and obviously reaped rewards. So I, I suspect um, with whether it be Weedering or whether it be Simpson or whether it be whoever, it won't matter. Um, mm. uh, form will warrant selection. And I think... I think we're, uh, the, the nice thing about the Carlton model 2018 is that um, there'll be no free games. I heard mm. Sam Doherty refer to free games being allocated, you know, in the not-too-distant past uh, where players were called up, perhaps not having warranted selection based mm. on their form. Well, well, I think, I think the bar's been raised and form alone dictates selection uh, and form alone will warrant retention in the mm. senior team. So if if it's determined that Jakob is better off for a run in the two just to get his form and confidence back, so be it. Yeah. So be it. Um, I, I, you know, I'm sure the coach won't, um, won't play favourites, and if the call has to be made, he'll make it. So, uh, But that's a good thing. That's a good thing. It's, you know, there's competition for spots. That's what we want, and we want... Uh, our good players uh, in in form and cherry ripe, ready to go. Uh, uh, come the weekend and the, and the next game. Now, um, you know, if you're a if you're a Carlton supporter who's uh, followed the last seventeen years with varying levels of dismay and uh, you know false dawns, let's say. Carlton I've losing. counted every one of those seventeen too. Well, you know, we ride every bump. You'd like to think, but. Um, uh, Carlton went in short odds favourite to win against Gold Coast and didn't. 
Are we condemned to following what I what I'm loath to describe as a mercurial team tone? In that I have every confidence Carlton will beat Collingwood. I just I feel it in my waters. Big game, MCG, traditional rival, with a sort of team now that you know it, it's just hard to kind of second guess because we we fall over against a team we fancy to beat, and then we come up against Collingwood who are playing well, but just something tells me that we have it in us to, to knock them over in front of hopefully a big crowd. Well, look, history, recent history would suggest we'll be up for the game. I mean, you don't have to go back too far to remember what happened when the black and white celebrated their 125th anniversary. And, yeah. Um, you know, party poopers extraordinaire oh, here. What a uh, game. It, it was a great game. Yeah. Um, in saying that, I, I went into um, the Gold Coast match with every confidence in, in, the, in the home team yeah. doing the job and uh, perhaps I underestimated Gold Coast to my peril. They, they, they look really good and, yeah. and you would think they'll, they're going to be, you know, thereabouts uh, if they play like that. Yeah. Um, so, look, uh, Tony, it's probably just as well that as a, an official of the club that um, I'm not permitted to, to gamble on, yes. on or wager on games because I think I'll be bloody hopeless at it, <laughs> to tell you the truth. I, I can't read you know, the the, uh, the the tea leaves there go into it to any game, really. You, you go in with a fair degree of confidence in your in your team and then, you know, you come away scratching your head. But yeah. um, you'd like to think that this week, on, on, the, on, the, on the end of what was, by and large, a disappointing showing against Gold Coast, that um, the players find it within themselves to, to come back hard. And um, we just need a, a, a Kickstarter. And I think yep. if we can get that first win on the board, then we we move on with some degree of um, of, of confidence. And um, well, let's hope it happens. Um, you know, Friday night, Tony. That's for sure. Well, absolutely, Tony. We will, of course, be there. Um, as we mentioned Cruz before. What's the and you and mind you, this is following you saying you're not allowed to be a betting man. But what um, what do you say the chances of Cruz coming back? Well, look. Well, look. I'd imagine they'd be pretty, pretty strong. Um, was it a short week leading into the Gold Coast game? It may have been. Maybe they thought that they just needed to, um, you know, uh, be conservative. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's the number one ruckman. You, you wouldn't, um, you know, run the gauntlet with him if he's not fit. So, look. You'd like to think there's every chance he will return. Um, I suppose there's a couple of training sessions to be had um, leading into. Friday night, and that all will reveal itself through the course of the week. Um, you just have to hope that that he's up and about and he's ready to go because um, he's such an important part of the yeah. Carlton team, no doubt about it. And Kennedy too, I think, just with yes. his size and strength and presence, yes, um, is invaluable around um, the contests. And and when we reflect on that Gold Coast game, we oh. have said that we were we were really um, hit yeah. hard, weren't we? Yeah. And and yeah. the loss and of someone like Kennedy, and, yeah, 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 his physical presence uh, can't be underestimated. We we need them both. This is a bit left field. Alex Silvani, where's he at at the moment? Yeah, look, I think there's another. That's another player that's sort of been battling nagging league injuries for a little while. And um, yeah, I'm a bit like you. I'm a bit of a Alex Silvani fan, yeah. and we just want to see him uh, up and about. And I'm sure if he was up and about, that he would he would come into serious calculation just because of the way he plays. He's that hard nut oh, that we need oh, up the back, and he's an old head too. Yes. Um, and so uh, just someone with his nous and experiences, perhaps just what the doctor ordered. And look, I don't know what the what the uh, time frame is on Alex Silvani, but um, 
I just hope it's sooner rather than later because um, in the games that we've seen him uh, participate, he's been fabulous, and yeah. uh, I think he's earned a lot of friends just because of the hardness, the way you know, the way he, he uncompro- uncompromisingly attacks the footy, and um, and his experience is invaluable. We need we need his like. Um, well, speaking of the back line, and um, let's say, uh, I don't know, old heads in the background, uh, in the back line, Sammy Rowe has made a successful return yes. to the AFL. Well, that's another good story. And again, Sammy's one fellow that uh, who, until he broke down, was really stringing games oh, together. He, and, he, yeah. You know, it's, it's amazing, isn't it, when you think back to the story of Sam Rowe and in many ways that's the story of Liam Jones because, you know, when, when Sam Rowe broke down... Um, all of a sudden the space became available and there was that masterstroke in putting Jones back to uh, the last line of defence and that yeah. effectively saved his career. Um, so um, I think that's what you want. When you when you lose a player, you know, um, you want crisis to create opportunity for another and, and then what that effectively does is increase your depth. So if you reflect back tone to when Sam Rowe went over that knee injury, you know, you can think back and say, well, if Sam Rowe didn't get injured... What would that have meant for Liam Jones? Yeah. Perhaps we we would never have seen the renaissance of Liam Jones and he would have been, you know, having a, a run out at Keel or somewhere. Yeah. Um, so that's the, the vagaries of the game and, and where fate plays its hand. And um, um, But, you know, uh, again, it gets back to my earlier point about the competition for spots. And if Sam Rose um, putting his hand up, uh, well, then it's going to keep the likes of Liam Jones and um, all those players honest, and um, that's a healthy problem for Brendan Bolton and the match committee, I think. I'm into that. Now, Tone, very quickly before we wrap up, how do we beat Collingwood? Well, I think I think it starts with, the with um, you know, um, honesty around the contest. You know, we, we've lamented the way that we were, um, we were under siege against Gold Coast and the pressure that was applied, um, you know, to the ball carrier and... and um, so we have to basically emulate what Gold Coast did and bring our A game to the table. I think if we can, if we can do that, um, well, we're, we're probably halfway there, aren't we? Yeah. Um, I, I just, you know, think that the players have to come out after that, you know, pretty disappointing performance, um, breathing smoke. Um, yeah. We've got to be ready for the first bounce. Collingwood are zipping two like us, so they'll be desperate. Um, they're always big games. Collingwood will have probably gleaned a little bit out of that performance against GWS. Yep. They're in the game for a long, long yeah. time. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be a full on contest. This and um, uh, we've just got to be ready. We've got to be ready, Tone. And it gets back to our work rate, our mindset, how we approach the game. Elimination of basic skill errors. Well, well, that's it, and all, all those cliches. But it's true. If we if we do the one percenters and and do do them right, well, we're going to give ourselves a massive chance of um, getting our first win on the board, and uh, and uh, you know we'll, we'll get a fair idea, if, I guess, from first bounce whether whether or not uh, the boys are are on song. Let's hope they are. We'll get on down there. Um, let uh, you know. Don't let uh, last week's effort. Uh uh, be the basis no. upon which uh, you decide to go on Friday night. We would strongly urge you because, Carlton, uh, look, uh, the team does it. It bounces back from, it from games like that. It has a history, a track record of doing that. Um, that is not who Brendan Bolton is. That is not who Carlton is. That is not who the um, you know 
uh, it's not who the playing group is, we would like to think. So. No, that's right. And Tone, what, what you're talking about it too, uh, you know, a, a, an impassioned call to the members and supporters. I think we got a good crowd to uh, yes, had we last did, week. Yeah. So all power to the to the supporters that did turn out and the members. It's exactly what we want. And I do believe, Tone, they know where this football club is headed. Um, I, I think it's important that we get a, um, as close to a full house at the MCG Friday night as we possibly can uh, because it helps, it certainly helps and um, I think that would be of enormous um, enormous fillip to Murph and the, and the boys to see uh, a sea of blue um, out there lending support Friday night. So a great opportunity for all members and supporters to fly the flag and, and pack the joint because... You know, that is our home. Uh, historically, we know yeah. it is, and uh, we want to pack it out. Damn right. Well said. Thank you for that, Tony DeBolfo. Pleasure, Tone. Uh, Tony Markley here signing off. On behalf of Tony and myself, the two Tones, it's been episode four. It's been a, a delight to be with you. Uh, thank you to our producer, Lucy Jamison. Thank you, Lucy. Uh, fine Carlton pedigree in that name, of course. And we will catch you next week, hopefully dissecting Carlton's first victory for season 2018. <laughs>